0: hello folks what's up it's another edition of hitting the high notes utah jazz talk it's been a while uh you know a lot of stuff's going on the world is burning i think but we decided you know what it's time to pod it's been about a month we had some stuff going on we didn't Utah Jazz news. We have NBA news. We have world news, and so we decided to come back do a podcast. First off, let me introduce some uh, the host with the most. It's some uh, go to this since forty nine nice ah, Mr. Jared yeah. Barker. What's up?
1: The hills of Los Angeles are burning. Yeah, what's
0: up, man? What's up? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, You know what? Very appropriate. I mean, I mean, obviously it's wildfire season too. So hopefully, yeah, it
1: is. So that right that right might now, actually maybe. not be.
0: A, like, we're 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 heading into July. We're, we're we're trying to figure out as you know the yeah the really July flowing. August
1: is when it really gets flame. Well, I was, I was so, gonna say yeah. the
0: low hanging fruit of a joke about the next level of Jumanji could be anything. So <laughs> yeah, right. Oh. Uh, and I mentioned um uh, like so a lot of things are going on. We want to bring on somebody because I uh, we got some heavy stuff we're gonna talk about, but um uh, I bring it on um uh, from Shytown. Town. It's not South uh, B- uh, Bobby Southside, MD but uh, we're, stealing, we're stealing a guess. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of like an
1: inside joke for, this is a crossover universe who has yeah. another podcast Okay, and one of their okay. is that that's like
0: a listener to your show. Like his name is Bobby, Bobby Southside. Southside. Well, he, he was on our he was on the season finale of Southside Sports. But oh, yeah, he, he was. You got him on the show. We're stealing a guest <laughs> from the Jazz Gals. Our, our I Southside.
1: wasn't sure if that Bobby yeah. Southside guy was for real. I gotta um, uh, listen to that now.
0: Yeah, that's Jared doesn't listen to any of my podcasts. But no, <laughs> I just, I'm
1: not caught up on your other podcast. because let's just, face I, it, I do. I mean, it. It. I was I'm more I was of a religious folk. Here. I'm more yeah. I'm like AJ. And we're, we're trying to keep it wholesome. And like that podcast, I know I'm going to descend to the seventh circle of hell when I listen to it. So I got to, I got to like limit my time there. Sasquatch Sports 2.0. Right, Plug so, for uh, all you degenerates out there.
0: We're stealing a uh, a guest from uh, the Jazz Gals, our good friend, the Jazzy Gals. Um, uh, he was on that podcast about a month and a half ago. Go, go to, to that um, episode. But from Chi-Town, sure. Chicago. AJ, what's up, AJ?
2: What's up, fellas? Thank y'all so much for having me.
0: Oh, great. great. I, I hear you're uh, a very good guest to have. Jared uh, recommended you highly, so I was like, yeah, let's bring him on. Uh, first of all, tell us what you do, AJ.
2: Yeah, man. Uh, so uh, I work for Chicago First Church of the Nazarene. I am, my title is recreation pastor. Um, so what I do basically is I oversee uh, youth sports leagues that um, we have about, it includes about 2,000 participants a year. Um, last year we nearly doubled that number. Uh, so I, I do that. I do a lot of, I'm going to start doing some community outreach. Um, you know, once COVID is all, I won't say all said and done, but basically when we can go outside again, I'm going I'm to start doing <laughs> stuff sure. in sure. the community, do, uh, you know, like some flag football leagues. And, uh, I'm in the process right now of looking at, uh, what it takes to start, um, a, a semi-pro basketball league in this state as well.
0: Oh, that's pretty yes. cool, man. Like, yeah, like bro, yeah, I like it. Just hearing you talk about that is awesome. Like um, I wish I did something that was that fulfilling in my life. I don't do really anything that fulfilling. Like just listening to you talk about it made <laughs> me feel fulfilled, and that
2: was awesome. So
0: like, i that, that yeah. sounds very rewarding.
2: Um, it is, man. I, I honestly, I love my job. Um, you know, I, I just moved up here, uh, three and a half months ago. So, I mean, I haven't been up here long. I've lived in Chicago before, you know, so, but I just started this job recently. Um, you know, but just the planning parts of it and, and talking to families, uh, you know, getting to know families, getting to know coaches, man, it's just so, it's so rewarding. Uh, because, you know, I was an athlete for 21 years. So, uh, haven't been an athlete for that long and now it just kind of comes full circle because, um, you know, I still have my hand in sports, but I'm helping uh, kids who were the same age that I was when I started playing ball. Um, I'm helping them discover their love for for whatever sport it is that they play. And man, it's just that's a humbling experience in itself.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Like, um, uh, that's yeah, like great, I said, it sounds so rewarding. Um, uh, yeah, and like I mean, you said three. I mean, three and a half. That's 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 basically around the time that COVID started hitting the U.S. And so like, you, you're yeah. basically got to got to Chicago. And a month later, the the whole world shut down. So. Yeah,
2: man, I got so I got yeah, man, I got here a week after the governor put the state on lockdown. Like that next week, oh. I moved up oh, here. Man. So yeah, that has uh, been Streets was empty. I said, "What the heck is going on?" <laughs> <laughs> and you're saying, an LA up? native, right? What's that? You're an LA native, right? Man, I'm an LA native. Yeah, so it's like All I right. couldn't even go. I couldn't even go to LA either, man. I I, I just you know for me, uh, I. I was just, I sat up here, man, I said, man, ain't nothing to do. And I had just, cause you know, I had lived in Oklahoma city for a little while too. Uh, oh, okay. Man, I've been, I've been all over, uh, but shout out to everybody in Oklahoma who gonna listen. Cause I'm a pub this, um, yeah. but yeah, man, I was out there for a while and they hadn't quite shut down yet. Um, you know, so I was still moving and, and doing things out there and, and then, man, I moved up here and it was a whole different way of life.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that's, I mean, that, that'd be hard. Like, you're first week in a new city, and then, and like, you can't even meet people. I mean, it's hard, it's hard enough moving to a new city. And it's, right. yeah, I mean, I can't imagine how hard it is to move to a big new city and then be stuck in your house and, like, really, like, you know, you have, you're, you're trying to get a whole new life together. And yeah. we're dealing, and everybody's dealing with COVID. Like, um, AJ and I were talking before the pod started about, uh, I just got going back to work, and it's this it's weird. I'm, you know, I'm working with people now. I'm just like, you know, and I'm not super comfortable with it, but you got to do right. what you got to do, you know? And yep. it's but, hard.
1: but low key, like you've admitted that you're never really that comfortable working with people. You're like, this, this pandemic has been great. Cause I've been able to be alone a lot.
0: <laughs> Mr. Um,
1: Antisocial over there. So, like, uh, I guess,
0: I guess people, <laughs> I, I would describe myself as an introverted extrovert. Like right. I, the reason I do like this pandemic you know, the pandemic has been great. For, well, not great, but like has been great that I don't have to deal with people. But like at my job, cool. That's where I spend my energy. Like, all right, cool. Here's all my extrovert energy that I'm giving to the guest, you know.
2: Right.
0: And and like and, and I and that that's why I did so many podcasts while we were in quarantine because I'm like, oh, cool. I can do all this and still get away that give away that energy and then go back to what I need to do to like you know calm calm myself down away from people. So um, it is weird being back out in this in this world and. You know, it, we're we're all trying to learn a new normal, and things are just uh, going, we're we're going crazy. Sports is coming back in some form. We we don't we don't really know baseball, basketball, um, a football. Everybody's trying to figure out how to come back because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we haven't even gotten through COVID yet. The but NBA man, is.
1: Can we just pause for a second? That baseball situation is a, is a whole mess. Like one day uh, we're we're 100 coming back. Next day, I don't know if we're coming. back. I'm just like, what? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, I mean,
0: their commissioner I'm, uh, has I got some work to do. Let's just say that, you know. I know, yeah. <laughs> like, Jerry, you're a U fan. I mean, would you rather have the Pac-12 commissioner or the MLB commissioner?
1: Oh my goodness. Right, yeah. You know, that soft, seems like choice, two right? of the worst choices, like, like and and AJ's got to know because he's from LA, so he knows USC, UCLA, so he knows how how much all of us hate Larry Scott. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Some, uh, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a hard it's a hard it's been a. I'll I, I say I'll say this, man. It's been a hard decade to be a USC fan. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> i I'm, I'm
1: with you on that, man.
2: Okay. Yeah, man, I I, I almost cried post, when Pete Carroll left us like that, the post, way he did.
1: Post Pete Carroll USC is just, yeah, it's been, I'm just glad they finally welcomed Reggie Bush back into the fold, because I feel like none of that crap was his fault, so... And he's the one man, who got punished yeah, I, for it. Pete yeah. Carroll got away scot-free, and then he, like, basically put USC in the ground
2: <laughs> when he left. Yeah. Man, I got a whole soapbox on that. Don't even get me started. <laughs> I mean, I, I literally I, I got into an argument on Twitter with somebody about a week ago. Oh, for real? Of, because, yeah, man, because, you know, I said, I said, you know, now that they welcomed him back, uh, I said, "Yo, give him his Heisman back," and they said, "Well, for what?" And I said, "Listen, man, I, I get he earned that crap. He he yeah, he ran all them yards. I get why people upset, you know. But he ran them yards, man, and 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 you and you can't tell me that Alabama just hasn't been a little bit more slick and got away with some of that same crap." Oh, like, listen, there there is a they. Those dudes over here pulling and nobody can tell me different Nick Saban is paying NFL practice squad players to come play for him. You can't tell me different because ain't no way those dudes should have been so dominant for so long. Like, I mean, it's it was crazy. It mm-hmm. was crazy.
0: And that's a, an excerpt from uh, Jared's new See in Red podcast, Utah Utah.
2: Um, uh, Honestly, you that on... would be a fun podcast.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll have AJ back on to talk USC right, versus you Utah. Come on.
2: Come on. <laughs> um,
0: so, like, again, we're getting, we're getting the sports. The right? Podcast Network. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're, we're getting the sports. So uh, I, I know Jared's been following along. And uh, a, a quick rundown is that uh, some NBA players have, expressed concerns about this uh, Orlando, quote-unquote, bubble. And um, uh, some of the concerns are are not all COVID-related. Um, there's um, uh, Donovan Mitchell and some other young players have talked about injury risk and risking um, uh, their max extensions, which, mm-hmm. you know, as a business, business person, I believe those guys um, uh, have a right to worry about that. Um, Kyrie, well, not, let's not say Kyrie. Some other NBA players have, because the rumor I heard a couple weeks ago that some NBA players were worried that starting the NBA would um, distract or detract the world from um, uh, right what's going on right now in the world. The, there's a lot of protests for uh, trying to combat systematic race, uh, racism and mm-hmm. um, trying to fight for social justice reform. Um, and and we, we've all, I mean, if you've been living under a rock, that's been happening. There's been protests yeah. almost every day here in Salt Lake City. Um, and it's... You know, I'll go. I think it's personally wonderful to see the world um, connecting and getting together and doing. But I know that other player people on my Twitter and uh, people that I'm on the network with, people that I talk with regularly, they don't want the NBA players. Um, uh, using this. They they want to say it's just, They they want NBA as a distraction. They actually use the word. They we need a distraction from everything, and that's what the NBA players don't want. From mm-hmm. my point. So uh, first yeah, of all, cause
1: people are having to face some harsh realities and harsh truths, and it feels like it's in a way that they've never had to before. And that, and yes, it's it feels like a, a certain portion of people are like, but I just want something back that's just... Just normal life, and then I can I can pay attention to that and not worry about anything
0: else. So, Jared, um, I mean, in your opinion, do you think if the NBA came back, do you think that would distract the people from what's going on in the world? Like, do you think I, people? I don't would even also know how much get? of
1: us hardcore fans would even really want to watch. I've talked with a lot of people that just seem very disinterested in the NBA coming back this year. because I've also,
0: but I've also seen a lot of people on Twitter like, "Oh, I can't wait for ball to come back." They've already yeah. started talking about it. So, I well, mean. I mean,
1: I, I don't know. I feel like it's really polarizing. I feel like because there's not a lot of live sports on, people would watch. Um, I mean,
0: we're, I mean, you, I, I mean, we're talking about it right now. It's being talked about on Twitter. It's being talked yeah. about among people. Yeah. Like we're just talking. I'm, about- I'm sure people would
1: watch. There's and there's always that silent majority because Twitter's like, we know that Twitter's not real life. Like, right? Because you, because right. you'll find you'll you'll see something come out. And, and, and all of Twitter agrees on it and then like you go to any other platform and, and nobody agrees with Twitter <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> or, or Twitter has you convinced that there's no way Donald Trump's going to win this election and then he wins <laughs> and you're like what the because yeah. honestly a- I, honestly I, I I guess I don't. I guess I wasn't paying attention to Facebook back then, or I don't follow a lot of people. Because Utah, I don't feel like has a lot of ardent Trump supporters, but there are a lot of people who are very right leaning here. And I'm like, Trump isn't really a right wing candidate, though. He's not, and he's not even a moderate. He's he's a populist. And uh,
0: uh, um, yeah. anyways, whatever. So, uh, not to get yeah. too
1: political. I'm sorry, buddy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I well, I just like I'm a, The the thing is, is, like, I feel that calling it a distraction is what it is. I mean, it, yeah. it is a distraction because. I mean, let's look at the news cycle that we had last month. You know, four weeks ago, it was all about COVID, how to stay safe. Let's keep the numbers down. We have spikes here. What's going on? You know, are we getting Memorial Day numbers now and all that? The protest started, and rightfully so, you know, we, we live in a 24-hour news cycle. And rightfully so, you know, the protests got a lot of airtime. Unfortunately, I, I don't know if it's the American public or what, but I don't know if it's our short attention spans. All of a sudden, COVID got too far in the back burner even though, the all the you know numbers and stuff suggest that it's just as rampant as ever, and well, so people I, I get do. sick
1: of hearing the same thing over and over again. So I'm yeah. sure that
0: yeah, so that, yeah. that's the problem. Like, you know, we we've had you know the protest started what two two and a half weeks ago, maybe three weeks mm-hmm. ago. And and you notice even now, COVID isn't getting like any kind of press, look, even though the numbers saying. are Not going note. crazy. <laughs> you know, Not it's it, 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 it two weeks. If the NBA definitely comes back at the end of July, and you know, after the fourth of July, it'll be like, okay, cool. Here's training camp. Here's this, and here's stuff that will will probably dominate the news cycle, or at I'll least take uh, away. Wait for uh, this is my fear that it will take away from the pros. I see the the NBA players' perspective that you know this is something that will take away from what's going on right now because it feels like this has not just been, you know, oh, we protested for three or four days and everything's going back. No, we've been protesting yep. every single day. Um, AJ, I'm sorry, we, we've over-talked you here. What are your thoughts about this
2: stuff here? Nah, yeah, thank you. no, nah, man, you get, uh, man, no, nah, it, 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 know, yeah, I actually, I went to a protest, uh, about a week and a half ago, um, in, in Chicago, uh, in the suburb I live in, because I do live in a suburb of Chicago, oh, um, which- and uh, it was crazy because the the one I the protest that I went to was organized by a young a young person, uh, who who grew up out here uh, in this in this area. Uh, and what was crazy is like they're protesting in an area that is historically racist, um, in the state of Illinois, like historically racist, uh, mm. tremendously. And so, like the town is eighty seven percent white in this area. Um, mm. It's it's a staggering uh difference you know what i'm saying but you know so want to give a big shout out to to gia casano uh shout out to her um but man it my, my biggest yeah, yeah she's the organizer Great. man she 21 years old organized that protest over oh, wow. 400 people showed up in the city well, um or in this town yeah man it was it was incredible and uh you know so being number one man being a black man in america um, I have been very vocal across my social media outlets on this situation, on this subject the last month, um, because, and the reason I've been so vocal, man, is you know, I'm, I'm only, I'm only 28. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm super old. Um, but in my lifetime, this is, I think this is the breaking point for a lot of black people. You know what I mean? Um, And in my lifetime, I've never seen so much unity in black communities come from such an uh, unrest. Uh, And I I think that right now, what these protests are helping do is shine a light on the thing that so many people try so hard to ignore. Because they didn't have to directly deal with it. You know what I mean? Um, Like, if you don't have to directly deal with, uh, you know, being racially profiled or, uh, you know, for example, I shared the other day that every winter, every winter, I grow my hair out so I don't have to wear beanies and hoodies outside of my house. Right. So, so, so seven months out of the year, I start growing my hair out in September. So, and I cut it usually around March. Mm. is when i cut it you know what i'm saying so so seven straight months i'm growing my hair so that my head can stay warm during the winter months because i know for a fact that if i get caught in the wrong area and i'm not talking about like the ghetto i'm talking about like the area i live in i live in a predominantly white area i live in it in a very in an upscale area um you know what i'm saying and i've been here three and a half months and i get funny looks when i go to the grocery store and it's not because they think i got covid you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like that's the thing. That's awkward. Uh, and it is. It's it's awkward. And it's 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 like this. You know, I I, I was explaining it to a friend of mine. Uh, the, what last night or the night before that we were just on Facetime, we was ch- chopping it up, and I said, man, you know the hardest part about all of this is knowing that it took a man getting a knee pressed on his neck for people to want to wake up. And, and understand that there's there's a problem, and and it, it, it's a shame that it took for essentially the city of Minneapolis to burn almost yeah. for people to yeah. understand that it's 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 issues going on right because the dude who who kneeled on George Floyd's neck that man had a history yeah of I I, I couldn't of, believe it of yeah of, of abuse of power basically. Like he and that had history, a, history. That
1: and a history with George Floyd. And I could, I could not, uh, yeah. I couldn't stomach that man. I just, and what is it,
2: wrong with that? You, you know, and you got stuff like that, man, going on. And <clears throat> you know, like I said, I, I go to a grocery store and I get funny looks and it's not because they think I'm sick. It's literally a look of disgust. Like, that's the thing. I don't, I don't like, I don't like going and talking to people. It's, Walking past somebody in the store and they look at me like I disgust them. That is the worst feeling in the world.
1: Because they feel like, what? Why? What is this guy doing in our area?
2: Like yeah, yeah. That this oh, man, is that's yeah. This is like, that's the that's, worst feeling in the world. You know, yeah. That's, to that's to be, be awful, to man. to deal with that because yeah. I've told people, I've told people, and I've had, and the thing is, is is I I've said it too, man. Is I, I thank God that. I've been put in this position to have a platform to speak, you know what I'm saying? And, and to, to listen, because I mean, I've, I've written an article uh, about Black Lives Matter recently. I've done, um, I do on my Instagram, man, I do a video every single Monday, man, where I just oh, try yeah. to, to just try to motivate people, man. And, and the last three weeks I've talked about uh, racial injustice and I've talked about the black experience. And I've had a lot of my friends, my non-black friends come and talk to me uh, and contact me, call me, text me. A friend of one friend of mine in particular, uh, she has contacted me twice, literally in tears because she's watched a documentary about something that's going on. And these documentaries, though, did not become popular until the last three weeks. Right. Yeah. Because because and they, and they deal with racial injustice all across America. And she's like, I had no idea as a white woman. I had no idea that this was that big of a problem. And I said and I told her, I said, you know, it's not that. I said I'm not gonna fault you, but a lot of people don't realize it's a problem because it doesn't directly affect them. Like if you think right. about it And they if, don't know people that it affects. Yeah, you don't know people that it affects, right? And I'm not I'm not always sitting here yelling and, and going crazy every time uh I get followed around a store if I'm shopping. I don't right. go crazy and and yell and cause a scene or nothing like that every time uh uh you know something like that happens. However, but I have shared every time I, anytime I see a cop pull up behind me, no, not notice. I didn't say pull me over, but anytime I hear, I see a cop pull up behind me or I see a cop near me, I literally make sure that my music is at a good level. And I go through all these, I have like a mental checklist I go through. I say, okay, I know where my registration is. I know where my license is. I know where my insurance is. I know I don't have anything in the car. And it's like, I don't even have a gun in my, you know, I don't carry guns in my car, nothing like that. But I still sit there and go, I don't have anything in my car that they would think might be a gun. I don't have anything in my car that might they might think is, a, is, is, is alcohol or weed or anything like that. Like, I don't smoke, nothing like, you know what I'm saying? But mm. I see a cop and I go through a mental checklist. That's why these protests are getting so bad because, man, black people are sick of feeling like that.
0: Yeah, and I hope people that listen to just you know, very well what you just said was just very well spoken, um, and that's that's the thing is that, you know, people are like, oh, let's not politicize it. People come to podcasts, come to and watch TV, or try to like, don't. And they tell sports writers, they tell people all the time, like, don't get yeah, political. Like, yeah, Like Black Lives Matter shouldn't be a political thing. It's, it's it's not really a it's not really a party thing. It's not it's not Democrats Republicans. It's not political, no, it's about, it's not. like it's, it's about energy right here. Man. Yeah, just yeah. Asian right here. This guy that's talking to us, telling I, I want people to listen and listen to what he just said about his experiences. That, as me, I I am Asian. I grew up in Utah, so diverse diversity. You know, i I've, you know I was one of two Asian kids in my elementary school. Right. And the other kid was Japanese and i remember kids telling me second grade oh it's the other kid that looks like who i'm like no that kid looks nothing like me yeah and i didn't seriously. understand Japanese i didn't understand that you know? i didn't yeah, understand that at all. Look like and um uh, so i just you know this is i hope people listen to just what you said there and just take a moment to try to put themselves in your i think that's the thing is that we're not taking time to like think about how this affects the people that are protesting or people that have been affected by it um and, you know, it's, it's not a political issue. And I hope people that listen see that you know, or hear that, that we're not trying to be political here. We're just trying right. to talk about things that are happening in the world and why it's important.
2: Yeah, and man.
0: Yeah. We'll connect this to the NBA in a minute, but I really wanted you to share that experience and, like, really open it up that way we can kind of move on and talk about why it's important to have protests, uh, why it's important that this stuff is going on right now. And if, if the NBA is... Important enough to distract from that, or if it will or not, and so that's kind of where we're tying all that in. So, um, yeah. AJ, thank you for sharing that. that that's uh, it can't be easy, obviously. Um, uh, you're you're almost thirty, and you you felt this almost your entire life, I assume. So,
2: yeah, man, I felt it my entire life, man. Like you said, I'm almost thirty, and and at 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 my age, I don't understand how ending racism is a controversial topic.
0: Uh, and and there's gonna be people out there like, oh, I'm not racist. Well, that's fine. <laughs>
2: But yeah, say too, say that all, all day. <laughs> yeah,
0: the the, the I, I, problem is that like you know J- Jared, I mean, I'll share something because I'm a Jared. We, we used to make some jokes, and you're like, you know, I don't want to make that joke anymore because it's uh, a little racist. And I say, hey, Jared, here's the thing, I think everybody's a little bit racist in a way. Like there's it, there's a song about it. It's yeah, really funny. Absolutely. Yeah, we all laughed about it. But it's it's I don't know. It's it's, it's different, and I don't want to. I, I haven't really put all my thoughts together, so I'm not going to give too much about it right now. But um, uh, yeah, to like, the song. Well, to the song like how I feel about like oh. people making casual racism, I should say, like how I oh, feel. yeah.
1: About yeah. Casual well, casual racism, racism, I feel like, is a is is very common in the American experience. Right. Very common. Yeah, it <laughs> and, absolutely um, is.
0: And like, I don't know, I don't know if it was if if it's on me to stop casual racism where it is, because like I'm, I let people be casually racist around me all the time, because like, I you know I I make jokes about it and. You know, maybe that's part of the problem, you know? Maybe that's part of something that I need to fix myself. Well, I
1: I think that, like, the thing is with me is, like, if if I think it's funny, I'll probably make the joke. Like, but I don't... There's a lot of things I don't think are as funny anymore. Mm -hmm. Like... I don't know. I just look at different things and I'm like, no, that's not really funny, man.
0: And you know, that's, that's (laughs) Mm -hmm. just called growing up, you know, like like, you, once you gain more information, Yeah, I'm in
1: my thirties, man. It's like, come on.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, um, uh, well, thank you again, AJ. Thank you for sharing that, sharing that experience. Um, Oh, Hey,
1: before we really like move on and put this to bed, I just want to recommend to all our listeners to, uh, if you haven't already, there's a book by Malcolm Gladwell called talking to strangers. And honestly, with all the things being the light being shed on police brutality, um, pol- police brutality is not not only about the African American community. We have let our cops become militarized to the point where anybody can get shot by the police for ridiculous reasons, and it's just and we're seeing it in the black community more. But mm-hmm. it happens to everyone, and we need systemic reform of of mm-hmm. the law and order in our society like we get a president that tweets law and order i'm like this ain't no freaking special victims you gonna know, shut up but <laughs> <laughs> like 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 the serious thing is if you read that book he really just talks about how there's policing that works and there's a lot of stuff that that they're doing now that is basically 100 years old and is worthless. It helps not at all with crime, not at all with anything. And the spending, I read an article recently, the spending on cops has gone up and crime has gone down. And it's just like we're pouring all this money into something that's not fixing or addressing any problems. And I just feel like we've taken taken a bad turn. And so hopefully we're at a turning point. Anyways, that's
0: just my little... Yep, so we're going to come back. Or we're gonna, we're, so yeah. we're going to take a small break. We're, we're actually going to do some silence here. We're not, we're not going to do my regular bumpers. Um, so there'll be a few seconds of silence. We'll come back, and we'll talk a little bit about NBA here. So uh, we'll be right back. All right, well, thanks, AJ. That was awesome. Thank you for uh, yeah. sharing that experience, man. Uh, no,
2: absolutely.
0: Okay, so let's talk some basketball. All right. Uh, are, yeah. you a, are you a Laker fan, or who? what kind of fan are you here?
2: Man... I am, I am, man. I grew up, I grew up a Laker fan. Kobe. You know, uh, being yeah, man, being born in LA in '92, and then I lived uh, in LA through through the Kobe, the Shaq and Kobe three P. Uh, you know, so I mean, like, big time Laker fan. Uh, you know, one of the things that I do that I actually left out uh, earlier, I didn't. It just slipped my mind. I don't even know how, but um, so I uh, write for a company called the Swab Report. Uh, Big shout out to everybody over there, man. And um, I cover Thunder games uh, for them as well. Uh, So, you know, I've been I'm kind of a Thunder fan by uh, by default. You know, I lived in Oklahoma City during their inaugural season. Uh, You know what I mean? Uh, So I definitely got love for the team. Um, So, yeah, man, I kind of float, though, man, between between the Lakers and I, I love the Thunder, too. So, you know, I got love for both of those squads.
0: Awesome. Jazz fans, um uh, we're really on your side until until then. So
2: <laughs> man, listen, I know, I know. Jazz fans, they I gotta I gotta I gotta love hate relationship with jazz fans, man, because <laughs> because they don't I don't I don't disrespect I don't disrespect the team, you know what I'm saying? As a matter of fact, and I've I've gone I've gone on record saying this before, man, like uh you know uh uh 08 through two thousand ten. Uh, mm-hmm. I was afraid of the Jazz as a Lakers fan because I'm like, man, either them or the Nuggets could take the Lakers out in the playoffs. Jared um, Williams, baby. Yeah, man. Hey, D. Will was he was that man had uh, the nastiest crossover. Oh, um, he really literally did, the nastiest crossover, man. And him and Boozer and and Karolinko and them boys, man. They they were. It just, really is. It really dope. is a
1: shame that he had an injury plagued uh, rest of his career in Brooklyn. It is. The years. funny thing is, not that even Brooklyn,
0: uh, New Jersey. <laughs> we talked about that team at length, actually. Um, uh, that 07 to like t- uh, '010, '07 to 2010 team, and we talked about how the Lakers were such kryptonite for the Jazz because they had they had length, the two big they men. Had, yeah. They had length, It's just like guys that were just too tall for six uh, nine or like a, a, really a six eight Boozer, six ten occur, and mm-hmm. Boozer who had no yeah like Bynum, Gasol. Those guys were just so tall. And this gave got so much trouble. So it was always hard for the Jazz to get Ooh, past. It's wild those guys. to me
1: how Bynum Bynum is like yeah. a Roy Hibbert story, man. Like those guys, just like
2: pooped. Bynum had all the promise in the world, man, and, yeah. and uh, then, and he, then left, he left Kobe. Then he left. Yeah, man. That hey, listen. I don't want anybody to tell me that Kobe could not make his teammates better because yeah, you saw what he happened made to Bynum.
1: Serviceable, man. He yeah. made Bynum look really good. Bynum <laughs> was going
0: to be a future All Star. I mean, Bynum was. Gonna oh, be the he looked next,
1: like it, man. He played like, yeah. like it too. Mm-hmm. Shoot.
0: All right. Well, mm-hmm. um, uh, I-, I wasn't planning on starting the break that way, but that's how we started. So that's great. <laughs> um, but uh, we're getting back. So um, we're talking about the NBA. Um, do you guys? Uh, so now we've talked about that. Do you feel the NBA should come back um, uh, amidst all this stuff? Or, I mean, do you think that these guys have a point that uh, it will be distractions for the NBA? Or do you think that it's time, that the time for the NBA... AJ, do you think it's time for the NBA to come back? And um, uh, players can use a platform... Or do you think... platform? I'm sorry. How about the other side of the coin? Do you think players yeah. can use this time to use a platform to further um, uh, the progress of uh, social justice reform?
2: Man, uh, yeah, so... I don't know, it's a heavy question. Being heavy question. Being a Lakers fan, uh, I'm sitting up here and I'm like, wow, you know, uh, this was this was our year, finally. I waited 10 years for us to be back to this type of level. And uh and here we are, you know what I'm saying? But um, uh I think so, selfishly being a Lakers fan, I wanna say, come on, man, bring the NBA back. Um, uh, but but honestly, and 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 once again, this is me talking as a black man in America and, and speaking up using platforms. Right. I think that I think that they have a, you know, Stephen Jackson. Uh, I listened to his all the smoke podcast quite a bit, man. Him and Matt Barnes. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, he had a point, you know, when he said, you know, that's going to be a distraction to what's going on right now, because if you think about it for about man, about a 48 hour period that overshadowed a lot of what's going on. When people said this is when, you know, they're gonna go to Orlando and this is this and this is that. Um, you know, I think it'll overshadow a lot of things. But also the it's crazy. They're gonna have I don't know, did you see they're gonna have like these little wristlets or whatever that are yes, beep yeah. if you're within Big a bro. certain if yeah, if you're within a certain, you know, if you're within six feet of somebody six for feet, more than five yeah. seconds, it is gonna beep. And but it like but they can They'll allow them to play without the wristlet, you know what I'm saying? For our entertainment, but every every other moment everything, of the day. Everything
1: else they have to wear
2: yeah. That's you just, know, you gotta it's I mean, so for me, I feel like I feel like it's I feel like it's kinda and I hate I hate using this phrase because I really don't like the phrase. Uh, but it, it really is kind of a pick the lesser of two evils almost, man. And and like for me, I would personally like to see the NBA stay on hold uh, so that these players can, you know, number one, not risk injury because it's going to be a crazy, hectic turnaround. Uh, but also, man, so many players are doing so many good things in, in communities like that can't be overshadowed by them all having to. You know what I'm saying? Go down to Orlando for this 22 team tournament. Uh, you know what I'm saying? When when real things are, are happening right now, real things is wow. changing right now. We can't we can't overshadow that.
0: So, yeah, almost, Jared, yeah. Jared, yeah. Uh, you bet Affleck, you white. Um, I'm not from Boston. Shut up. You, oh, you've never seen role models, have you? Well, anyway, it's casual. casual oh, I haven't
1: a, seen that, that movie. Is, sorry. Uh, the no, joke uh, is uh, you the didn't kid, call me white. I don't. Know this isn't Boston. No, me. the
0: kid. The kid looks at the kid looks at um, uh, uh kid looks at like Paul Rudd and says, uh, "You been Affleck." He's like, "I don't look anything like Ben Affleck." He goes, "You white? You been Affleck?" So, you That's freaking hilarious. Um. Anyway, uh, Jared, um, uh, uh, what are your thoughts, um, uh, as a white man in America? Uh,
1: I don't think I'm a typical especially not a typical Utah white man because like
0: interesting I I think you're the epitome of a white man in
1: Utah (laughs) well I am a white man in Utah but I don't think I'm not, sh- I'm not sure about that because I- I've lived outside of Utah and have experience with diversity much more than Utah did. Like I went to a high school that was like 25, 25%. Wow, black. You, took,
0: you took that, you took that as a personal attack, man. I just, yeah, I just to know absolutely.
1: Are, no, I'm not really, I'm not offended. I'm just trying to give a little bit of my background. Um, but I felt like going to high school and having, um, you know, having different communities like there was a Russian community, there was an African American community, there's a lot of Latinos, a lot of uh, you know f- people from the Philippines, uh, different Asian countries. One of my best friends in high school was a uh, Putvan who was from uh, Okay, from okay, Laos. so so you're
0: you're you're a cultured you're a cultured man. Good flex. All right, <laughs> all right. So no, I'm just trying MBA. to
1: say that yeah. I'm with just the MBA, to say in Utah. Like, you don't have that kind of experience. So the problem with Utah is people like they're just like, well, well that's not a problem anymore. That's not how that works anymore. I'm just like, have you been outside of Utah? Have you lived outside of Utah? Have yeah, you so, had friends
0: that have been- I was going to say cuz like so so AJ mentioned he's a Lakers fan and I saw a lot of Lakers fans are like, okay, this is they, they had a feeling that the Lakers were one of the top four teams or three three or four teams that were going to make the the finals, right? Um, jazz I mean, fans are I, kind I of... I would agree with them. Um, yeah. yeah, well yeah, as they, as they should. Um Jazz fans, we all kind of feel like, well, no, there there are some people who feel the Jazz could have won a championship. You and I are part of the group that were like, well, you know, the Jazz Probably yeah, had a second. I, I X felt X like play. we
1: were like a dark horse. Like maybe if everything broke our way, we could try to figure it out.
0: But yeah, if, I yeah, felt it, like Western would, Conference if, Finals if, if was. And Ron Kawhi, and Giannis Zay not the play. Yeah, two, that's what that's what, that's what I, yeah. I. That's
1: why I was like Western yeah, Conference yeah, yeah, Finals. It would have to be some
2: injuries ceiling. going yeah. on for oh, the Jazz yeah. Yeah. to.
1: But um, yeah, that's why I thought Western Conference Finals was our probably our ceiling, like because we would like up against like either the Lakers or or
0: yeah. No, so we've, Clippers, heard, yeah. uh, we've heard like um, uh, some players they're worried about COVID. We've heard players they're worried about contracts. Some players who are worried about um, uh, being a distraction. What do you think? Because um, uh, uh, there's a there's a minority of players who are are worried about coming back. Do you think it's right for them to want to sit out or want to come back? I think
1: I think they should do whatever they feel is right. I don't understand why anybody feels like they should be forced to play or right. that or that they should like they should get to crap on those guys because they don't want to play. I'm like, they have very valid concerns. And to me, with all this stuff that came up with the wristbands and whatever, I started, there was a phrase that came, well, a word really that comes to mind that a lot of white people don't like to see thrown around. Um, So I don't say this very lightly because like me as a white man saying, this word is not, it's not very kosher. It's not very nice, but the term minstrel comes to mind. And you know dance for my freaking amusement basically you know Mm -hmm. um and it's like so anybody to me anybody who is coming from a privileged experience where you haven't had to deal with a lot of racism and a lot of you know hatred just because of the way you look in their lives saying oh these guys should not you know they should just they should just play shut up and dribble that kind of nonsense it's like why they're human beings and they get to make choices and people should be treated as individuals
2: mm-hmm.
1: not as you know you know dance for my entertainment that kind of crap
0: it's to me it's the kind the of IM disgusting
1: are... yeah it's it's kind of disgusting that people act that way to me it's like right. why are you gonna say that oh and and beca- and what really bothered me about the whole Kyrie situation is it was another whosh faux pas or Woj, which was full of shit Excuse, pardon my <laughs> French. And and he reported that this was all about Kyrie. And oh there were, actually backpedal. Oh no, there was a lot more people that were concerned about it than we knew. It's like Yeah, duh, because you guys didn't listen and you were pushing an agenda. Like that's it, to, yeah. to me, it's like it's classic it's classic media in America. We have the media always trying to shape our opinions. And, you know, form the way we think, and we don't think as individuals anymore, and we just assume whatever is reported is accurate. And all to right, me, so, it's like, that's a big problem.
0: So we we know that Jared's anti-media. Folks, I just want you to know that I am pro-media. <laughs> so um, uh, just so everybody knows, um, uh, I am pro-media. <laughs> no. And Jared, it's not all-media. Jared can, uh, well, you know, it sounds like you're going to get all-media here, so... Um, I'm yelling I, now. Oh, cool. I, I will say that I'm, uh, Jared can now listen to the Sasquatch Sports 2.0 because um, he dropped the. He likes to drop derogatory statements on on this podcast, and now he can listen and um, <laughs> uh, talk to this bishop after. So,
1: hey, I, I, li- I listened to like five episodes. You guys have ten. I've listened to like five
2: of them, so it's <laughs> not too bad.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode. Also, thanks to our Utah sponsors, the Off-Broadway Theater in downtown Salt Lake and the Great Room Escape in Layton, Utah. If you have a second, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and all other podcast platforms. It helps us podcast out, and we will enter all written five-star reviews into a drawing for free tickets to either the Off-Broadway Theater or the Great Room Escape. Just write a five-star review, and you'll be entered to win. So, um, uh, uh, if you listen to AJ talking about being a Laker fan and he was like, "Oh, I waited 10 years. 10 years, sir, please. <laughs> yeah, All right. right? We've since 1979, right?
2: <laughs> Listen man. This, this is a, this we got a long-standing history of being great, you know, and <laughs> I just, you yeah, know, it's called being it, spoiled though. You get used to being great. It and is, you have a it little is. bit of <laughs> It is, but, you. but but you know, for me, for me too, and this is in and I don't I don't want oh 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 I don't want anybody YouTube to think huh? I'm pulling a card. But yeah, I really really wanted uh you know with with the with the passing with the death of Kobe Bryant, man, I really I was like, man, that's the Cinderella story right there. Yeah.
0: And
2: like so it. for me, I was like, oh, that's gonna be the icing on the cake, you know? Bron and AD bring one home, and it's like the perfect. You know, uh, uh, like I just, it, I'm gonna sound like a honestly, dork for the saying this. Honestly, I felt it like kills me I heard him saying, like, yeah, it kills me that Kobe's not gonna be there. You know what I'm saying? And and I felt like a little kid thinking, man, I could see Bron doing what he did in 2016, just yelling like, Kobe, this is for you. You know, when he yelled, Cleveland, this is for you. Like, I said, oh man, that'd be perfect to hear that from the Staples Center. You know what I mean? A, like, I mean, that would be perfect.
0: And I, I hopefully um, uh, something comes out from this. And, like, you know, there can be – it will feel weird about watching the NBA if stuff is still just, like, hasn't changed. Like, if, if we haven't right. – you know, we're, we're seeing small changes here and there. And hopefully we, we get – I mean, I don't think something's going to be fixed tomorrow, obviously. But I don't know. We'll we'll see what this platform for these NBA players do. I mean, I hope they're not using the, the protesting as a smokescreen for other – um, ulterior motives because that right. would be, that'd be really well, sad
1: well you know what bothers me is that like um, we haven't heard anything about what congress is going to do about any of this so there's nobody trying to enact wholesale reform on police departments because the people in power are basically just saying like well no, it's not a, it's not a real problem they're not taking the problem seriously which mm-hmm. to me that's completely that's, I mean that's offensive
0: well, you know, I'm, uh, vote for vote vote. You know, this is a important time. I'm. Uh, I have. A I'm proud to say to...
1: I'm I'm a Mitt Romney supporter, man. Like I marched. I don't know if he was doing it for the PR, marching for the PR, but like wow. he he marched with with uh you know
0: Black Lives Matter. Well, wow. so. You should have voted for him for president, man. That's that's on you. I did. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> How dare you vote against Barack Obama? You get off the pod now. <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I don't
1: really have a lot of problems with Obama, but apparently you do. He, he's hey, he's a better choice than freaking uh, freaking who we got now. Uh, and, uh, I'm, there's, just,
2: there's a, there's a I'm just chilling.
0: Somebody <laughs> made this NBA two K video with like Obama's face and Trump's face on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude,
1: man! If we could get Obama Duncan on Trump, that'd be great. Oh god, I thought you were
0: saying... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sir. I agree. If we can go Obama as a guest, that would be <laughs> <No. really> good. <laughs> dude. That'd be
1: amazing. I will be like now, uh, Mr. At, Mr. President,
0: Obama. So yeah, um, that would be incredible. Obama podcast. So, so AJ, um, yep. you're a like, fan. So how do you like? I you're not in the Utah bubble. I know you, Utah Jazz fans. When you hear Rudy Gobert, what was your reaction to like just him as a man. player, and yeah. what happens with the COVID stuff?
2: Yeah. Uh. So, I. Actually, tweeted uh, to people. Man, I was like, I said, "Hey, don't don't go blaming Rudy uh, for this for this situation." And Thank then, you. and then, but then that was before I knew that he was rubbing on microphones and coughing Aww. on people stuff. And then I said, oh, "Okay, never mind. I take that back. Y'all can blame Rudy." But <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Honestly, the level really, he hate,
1: he got he got was really crazy. Honestly.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't, the microphone don't think thing you was get stupid. The hate. The, yeah. I mean, the microphone thing was stupid. I I know he was he was just trying to bring a little light to the to a honestly a, a situation that's horrid. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the thing is, is the way the way that that virus was spreading, especially at that point in time, as little as was you know as little prep as you know had been done about it. And honestly. Because people weren't taking it serious. And that, that oh, yeah. was the thing. None of us were nobody took it serious until the NBA shut down. That's when everybody yep. said, Oh, this is a problem. Yep. Right. So, uh in that sense, I say all that to say, uh if it wasn't Rudy, it was gonna be somebody else. Unfortunately, yeah. though, Rudy Rudy had to be the scapegoat. I mean,
0: it might have been Donovan Mitchell. I mean, it, exactly because we have no be, idea who got it
2: first. Right? Because you so. see, you, you got to remember, Donovan Mitchell went and visited. Actually, he visited a high school that I lived next to before I moved up here. The mm. day of the game, he visited del City High School. He took a couple pictures. He walked around the school, stuff like that. Like so, he was in the school. Yep. And and, and had had one of those kids. And none of none of them came down with it, but had one of those kids contracted the virus. Oh man, he he began, Don, hey, Donovan, Mitch, Donovan Mitchell would have got he 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 would have got death threats before he oh. left Oklahoma.
0: Oh. Yeah, and 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 it's it's crazy, and it's it is. I mean, unfortunately for me. so, I actually got this tweet or this DM from uh, from a Twitter follower um, earlier uh, this week oh, because um, they asked me. What do I think is the best trade destination for Rudy, or like um, uh, what team would benefit the most from Rudy's? Oh man, of the trade?
1: And yeah, I forgot about that. We because because Jazz Twitter was back on trade the trade with Rudy bandwagon as soon as Tim Bone, Bone Temp's you know came up with some asinine comments about how GMs from the Eastern Conference are talking about, well, yeah, we think the Jazz might trade him if they can't keep him. Well, no, shit, Sherlock, I mean. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my god, Jared makes my job so much harder editing sometimes. Hey, you don't
1: have to edit that out, just and,
0: put an explicit uh, tag. And uh, so
2: um, AJ, yeah,
0: Rudy Gobert as the player, I, I'll give my answer for uh, after yours. I got timestamp for you. Where uh, where do you think um, uh, um Rudy Gobert <laughs> ranks? As a player, like do, do you think that he can go to any team? Do you think there are only certain teams that can use him? Do you think he's a guy that is worth giving up a lot of uh, trade capital for?
2: Oh man, that's a. So I mean, you talking about you talking about a former defensive player of the year? Yeah, uh, I
0: mean, well, you technically talk- the current defensive Turn. player
2: of the year, right?
0: Uh, like, like if Anthony Davis is on the market, you give up a lot for him. Like, right, where, where does he rank? Is he in the Jason Tatum range? Is he Anthony Davis? Is he Badly Bill? Like, where would you rank him at, in terms of superstars? Like, all right, these are guys that I would trade similar stuff for,
2: yeah, man. So, he's 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 that upper mid tier, and the reason I say that upper mid tier. Um, is because of the limitations, Yeah, the the limitation. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, he's, he's at, he was right His stats this year was I think 14 and 14 points, 15 rebounds, something like that. And and two and a half blocks or something like him. He, he was, he, he's got a good, he had a good stat line going this year. Um, don't get me wrong about that. However, uh, the way that the big man position is played, um, right now, Teams are looking for. I might get. Uh, I might get destroyed uh, for saying this. <laughs> uh, but teams are looking for the Draymond Greens of the world. They're looking for the no, Anthony true. Davises of the world. They're looking for it's the uh, the the Karl Anthony Towns. The They're NBA, looking for the Joel, Bigs. Joel and Beads. Yeah, the Joel Embiid's. Yeah. They're looking for the Bigs who can shoot, cast, or who trigger, are really mobile, and then defend yeah. on the wing. They're looking yeah. for those guys because uh, I mean, if you think about it, like. Anthony Davis, rare breed, six foot ten, was a point guard until he hit his growth spurt. Like that's what GMs are looking for. So with Rudy, he brings a lot to the table, but I feel like he would be that upper mid tier guy. So maybe, maybe around a Jason Tatum, maybe one level below, uh, but he would not be your Carl Anthony Townsend Anthony Davis. Uh, I don't think he would get that type of a market value.
1: Yeah. Um, I feel like... But Towns I think he's is, close. I think Towns has taken a hit uh, recently just because like, it's pretty clear that he can't... Um, he's not... You had Jimmy Butler leading that team. That team was so much better. Mm-hmm. Towns is just not stepping up to the leadership role, and it's kind of disappointing. Yeah.
0: And yeah. So to me, this is why I said to this uh, Twitter follower, I, was, I said, you know what? I think... And and maybe I'm backtracking because I've, I've I have spoken a little about Rudy um, a lot lately or a lot on these podcasts. Oh yeah, we had
1: a we had a podcast. that you technically named it like the Rudy Gobert slander? Yeah, something like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, the things that like I look at his stats, I look at win shares, I look at stuff like that. I'm like, you know, there's just so much stuff that Rudy Gobert does that just doesn't show up on the stat line. You know, like defenses right. have to change the way they play because. Or I'm sorry, offensive have to change the way they play because of what Rudy brings on the defensive end. Um, so it's a guy that you have to game plan for. You know, like yeah. I don't know how how often teams have to like really change what they want to do with Donovan Mitchell, but well, you they know really what's have.
1: Interesting, you bring up that point about game planning for him. I feel like in a way, Rudy is the big man version. Well, calling him the big man version, but Rudy in, in a way is like a Ben Simmons type in that. it it can feel like your offense is playing four on five because the game plan for Rudy and they take him out. And so it makes it that much more difficult to win. I don't
0: know. I don't know how many more offensives or what it was. So you you mean like positively that they have to play four on five or
1: no, no positively that like we're playing like a man down on offense because getting the ball to Rudy is difficult.
0: Yeah. And I mean, there is that, but I I, I don't know. Like the more I think about it, the more like, I'm like, yeah, this stuff like, I, we've seen Rudy play on the wing. He's he's played on the wing defenders just fine. Uh, we've seen the Rockets give the Jazz problems, but the Rockets have given the Jazz problems for, like, years. And I don't yeah. know if that's a Rudy Gobert problem or if that's a Utah Jazz problem. I
1: don't think it's uh, I don't think it's. I, think, I, think, I don't think it's all a Rudy Gobert problem. I think that the, the Rockets are kind of in our head collectively at this point. Yeah, so man.
2: I mean, the thing – yeah, and with the Rockets, I mean, that's a team, man, that you – you look at the Rockets, you got James Harden, who you know is gonna shoot eleven free throws a game. Yep. Uh, that's gonna get in anybody's head. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But also, uh, when you got a guy like PJ Tucker, who can play anywhere on the court, like that's yeah. gonna give that's gonna give you fits too. And I also think, man, uh Jay, you made a really good point when you said he's the big man version of Ben Simmons. Uh, there's a lot that he does that doesn't show up on a stat sheet. However, because of the way that the league is structured and set up, you're gonna feel like you're missing things when yeah. Rudy, if he was—I'm be honest—if he could hit 30 a thirty pounds a 10 on to fifteen man,
1: footer, yeah, if yeah. he could hit a ten to fifteen footer consistently, it changes things. But
2: yeah, absolutely, man. And if you were to put thirty pounds on that dude, and if he was put thirty pounds on him and put him in the nineties, he'd be yeah. on the championship team.
0: Yeah, and you and so. you, but you you still take. I mean, let's, let's talk about Ben Simmons then. Um, you know, if he's but Ben Simmons is still a guy that you would want to maybe not pair with Joel Embiid, but you would pair him with almost every other player in the NBA, right? Like you'd want I, Ben Simmons to be. My, my biggest problem team? with Ben Simmons guys. is I feel like he mm-hmm. hasn't developed much of his game, like at all. Yeah, uh, I saw you say that, and I thought that was weird because like, I was like, he's gotten better every year. His uh, defense is, is really great. But his
1: defense and has always been great. I just think it's more focused now, and it's just... I, I think I... I, mean, I well, but Ben Simmons, th- like... My problem is he, he hasn't... It feels like, and it looks like, and from what I've heard, he hasn't really put the work in on offense, and he doesn't have the drive to, you know, be great. And so that's my big too. beef with Ben Simmons. No, I mean, you know, I've heard, I've heard a ton I've, of stuff. I've heard a ton I, of stuff. I mean, about, I, I haven't heard that bad, that, bad that, attitude and and, and, and like. Well, so hey, I heard this from Nick. You know, Swish our our guy Swish Mode, who we had on the pod, and like he's very plugged into the community. I mean, he knows. I'm not going to name drop, but he knows a Chicago native that's pretty dang famous. Oh wow! <laughs> Damn, he's <that's> good. <laughs> But i um, you uh, talking he knows ages, the flash, you know, you're talking about um. me, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like, about, like, okay, I'll, I'll say this in my anecdotal. Like, so we did that. um uh, NBA two K draft and we'll have another one soon. Like I was willing to take Ben Simmons over Donovan Mitchell as a starting piece. I probably would have took him over Rudy Gobert too. I feel um, like if
1: you have the right pieces around him, you could probably have a championship team, but right. that has to be all shooters.
0: And so with that, I also think with Rudy Gobert, you can also do that. Like, if you have the right pieces around Rudy Gobert, that could really, like, that could really change the way... um, But I also
1: uh, feel like Ben Simmons and Rudy, I would never want to pay them, like, super max money, because I feel like that...
0: And we'll pay that back up again. um, Yeah. Because um, I've been looking at the numbers, and... To me, and... uh, I mean, if Rudy
1: signed a super max that was, like, contingent on next year's cap, maybe that wouldn't kill us, you know what I'm saying? Or this year's cap because the cap's gonna take a hit, or whatever...
0: (laughs) Because of well, all I mean, this COVID well, stuff, <laughs> we talked about we talked about that with Dan Clayton. Like next year, if the CBA and everything stays intact, um, they'll probably. Oh man, have... I heard Amin El-Hassan say that it's
1: almost guaranteed that they're going to rip it up. So it's uh, like
0: we'll see. I mean, until it happens, I'm not going to try to speculate on that. I, I will say, I know, but
1: not... I, I know Amin, Amin was in that you know, he worked in front offices and stuff, mm-hmm. so I can I, take a lot of weight to what he says.
0: I mean, I, I don't know him from from, from Steve, so I'm, uh, you know.
1: <laughs> Steve I, I
0: who? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly. That's exactly my point.
1: Wait, and have so, you ever
0: uh, heard of him? Like, you've heard of
1: him al-Hassan or no? No, I don't. I don't pay to Oh, so yes, he worked so. in. So he's an ESPN guy. He worked in. Hey, I'm, again, but again, seven seconds think. or less. sons. <laughs> come on. I'm
0: just trying to educate you. Who? Uh, well, I'm not going to take his opinion <laughs> any more than until it happens. And so, um, I mean, if everything stays the same, again, this is all theoretical. We don't know yet. Um, but for me, as a Jazz fan, if the Jazz were to sign both uh, Rudy and Donovan to their maxes, I would accept in my fandom, that the Jazz will not compete for a championship in the next, until their contracts are over. And I'd be okay with that because, you know, uh AJ's a Lakers fan. He gets, he I knows don't know who else like,
1: we're going to add anyways. People keep say, saying, adding Derek Favors isn't going to make us a contender. And it's like, well, who is going to make us a contender? Who that we can realistically sign is going to make the Jazz a championship I, contender? I guess the
0: reason that I say this is because uh, that the Jazz are, Behind the eight ball, you know, we're not not Chicago's. We're not Boston. We're not Miami. We're not um, uh, these teams that, you know, the jazz have to have, do a lot of work to become a championship contender, not just do the work. They have to get lucky more than once. Yeah.
1: And Mm -hmm. I don't think, I don't think trading Rudy is really going to help us go on an upswing and being better than
0: for me, my happiness as a jazz fan is like, you know what? I like Rudy. I like Donovan. If they if these guys are both, you know, saying, Hey, we wanna play in Utah, we wanna spend our careers here, we wanna make Utah as good as they can be, and if that means no championship, I could be okay with that. And I could be, you know, I could be okay. Uh, we, me
1: me too, because I, I honestly don't think it's realistic for us to If, if we to
0: did this, you know, episode in twenty twenty three and the Jazz doesn't won a championship but we, you know, Rudy Gobert retires as a Jazz man, and he's been great. He's a multi-time All Star. You know what? Did you say 20, he's going to retire in twenty twenty three? What? Well, what? it'll be then a the contract, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> <No. Holy laughs> dude. he's also twenty. He's also twenty seven, and big men seem to have a, a lower career age than uh, the smaller players.
1: Yeah, but I think he can make it to like thirty five. He won't be as good as he is now, but he can well,
0: yeah. So I, I, I'm saying, I mean, this is oh for his yes. peak. Okay. Yeah, that like right. all of okay, a sudden gotcha. that's it, and that was it, and that's you know, he's no longer. I see what you're saying. What you're saying. Of um, helping the Jazz, I'm um, uh, beat, but I can I can also be happy with that. And a championship is a little overrated, uh, because if you're the Lakers, you have a chance to win three in a row. If you're the Jazz, there we go. If you're the Jazz, you have a chance to win one ever, <laughs> yeah, one, and then you have to <laughs> wait until 20. I mean, you're the Pistons, you're the Mavericks, you're, um, uh, uh Got oh, it. even
1: the Pistons though—they're—they're they're in a better spot than us in general because they've won—they won the one in the two thousands over the Lakers. You. <laughs> <laughs> <That> <laughs> oh hurt. man, I, I, but but I, I feel like the reason you guys lost that one was because carl Malone got hurt, man. If oh, Malone yeah. doesn't get hurt, I think you guys win. Absolutely. um That's a trade team, though. That's a trade. Oh yeah, you. Ben Wallace is one of. Yeah. Like he's one of my favorite players like that guy. I, like,
0: I think i think there was a car there was the carmel injury but i think there was just like that was like the begin, like cracks of kobe and Shaq, you know
2: and yeah, that's i think it was beefing real bad. well yeah yeah,
1: yeah. um carmel i think they talk about how Carmelone had to like diffuse stuff like he was a buffer sometimes between those two. right and i'm like country punk and Carmelone is having to be your buffer Karl Malone, who made a comment about Magic Johnson having A's and playing in the
0: playing in the freaking, like, come on, man. the
2: so, same dude, yep. So, so, Derek,
0: so Derek talked about um uh, 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 someone to add for the Jazz next year. Um, let, let's look ahead a little bit. Let, let's say we don't know what's going to happen this year with either a championship or a playoffs or even if they just cancel the season. For my AJ, happiness,
1: we had Derek mm-hmm. Favors again.
0: <laughs> AJ for the Lakers like uh, like you guys are pretty stacked the Lakers are pretty stacked right now what piece do you think you're going to add next year uh to make the Lakers better
1: uh i feel like you guys need a guard man
2: yeah i was going to say probably another a uh, guard uh maybe another guard or a a, a wing player uh who is whose literally only job is to is to either be like a three and D guard, you know what I'm saying, or a or a, a less dominant LeBron. So somebody who can, uh, so a wing player maybe who can bring up the ball, pass the rock, you know what I'm saying, or just a, a shooter. Um, yeah, honestly, Some,
1: Danny Green with handles.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Danny Green with handles. I think that's the perfect way to put it, man. I mean, honestly, uh, I've always said that uh, I would I would like. I would love, honestly, to see uh, Trevor Ariza back in in Laker, in a Laker uniform. Oh, is his contract up? Uh, I do believe his contract expires this year. That'd be interesting. Um, yeah, he just got traded, so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I, I would Was love to, to Portland? see him back he's in a in Laker now? uniform. He's, uh, yeah, he's in Portland. He's in Portland. Oh. Um, I would love to see him. Uh, another that person that I would love to see uh, would be uh, Rodney Hood. I would I'd like to see it. Rodney He just signed an extension, though. Did he? Okay. If he, if he signed an extension. He'd... Would you trade does, Danny no.
0: Green to get Rodney Hood?
2: Uh, would I? No. Uh, and the reason being, uh, Danny Green's uh, a much better shooter. Rodney Hood just has better handles. Uh, oh, yeah. Think, Rod- and Rod-
1: and he's
2: a better
0: defender, too. Yeah, Way like, for you to trade for Rodney Hood, I guess.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, but, I mean, there is a package that I heard could be in the works for draft night.
1: Um, That'd be
2: interesting. uh, A potential package or offseason trade package uh, could be for Bradley Bill uh, to come to come to L.A. That'd be that'd be fascinating. So, like,
0: what are you giving the Wizards that they're giving? Because again, this is uh, so I assume you rake Bill higher than Gobert on the trade chart. Uh, What are you giving the Wizards? I I I don't I really don't understand
2: how they they looked at. Oh, what did I see? I think it was it was actually Danny Green, I think Not Caruso and one other player or pick. It was it was either another player or a pick, but definitely Danny Green and Caruso. So, uh, no offense,
0: AJ. That sounds like a that sounds like a bag of crap for Bradley Bill. For, for the Wizards, <laughs> yeah. For, for, for Wizards.
2: I mean, I don't think that they dude, I don't think that they even want uh they don't have any hope, man. I don't even know, you know, because when well, I saw that trade, Ernie when... Grunfeld
0: finally. So, yeah. I mean, I get that the Wizards have no hope, but like, you've got to think that. I mean, I, the Lakers say Danny Green. I mean, if the De- Jazz has said, oh, that's the package you're going to get, we'll give you. I mean, they might say Donovan Mitchell, here you go. And then all you have to beat out 29 teams to get, um, uh, 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 Bradley hey, Beal. Hey, yeah, absolutely. Let him, let him live in his Lakers delusion. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa! My heart, my heart. You keep coming I'm just, with, I'm this just playing, <laughs> with this heat, I man. With
0: this heat. I see. As a Jazz, so like I. I, I so you talked about like getting mm-hmm. people. So and it's easy. It's easier for the Lakers to get guys that want to go play for the Lakers because LeBron, AD. Oh, yeah, much easier. easier. Uh, a lot of Plus guys will take this to go play. Uh For the Jazz, we're you know the big rumor right now. They're. The, the big man Derek favors. Um, I would re with the Jazz and it'd be interesting. Uh, I mean, it would help the backup five, backup four, starting four position uh, for the Jazz. Um, they would still, I would still think another like a stretch for, like, I mean, I don't know. If they can get favors and I don't know if Miritich can come back because that'd be something to watch. Mirotich <sighs> favors. Hope that's gonna happen. Uh, I don't I, I Again, this is just stuff that, like, I get. I'm trying to think of other things that could happen for the Jazz that would make me legitimately think. Okay, cool. These guys are well. If right somehow up. they got
1: favors and Meritage, that would make us very, very versatile. Yeah, because Meritage
0: would have like a would have take like a really huge pay cut. But you know, I'm not they, sure how uh, much he's
1: making over in Europe. Honestly,
0: well, I mean, I mean, he turned down at least five million right to play in Europe because the Jazz had interest last offseason.
1: Oh, the Jazz. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the Jazz were going to pay him more than what he's making so
0: oh, yeah well, we, we heard the mark stein report right but then tony jones came out and said it's way less than that you know oh, so yeah, yeah yeah Yeah. mark stein said 15 million and tony jones was like oh yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah. he
0: said yeah. there's no way it's 15 million a year I and think, when he said way less yeah. i thought okay half you know seven million oh yeah seven and a
1: half yeah seven that, and a
0: half that, seems reasonable that,
1: honestly right. that's a number
0: i could stomach yeah well that, 15 that was, million right.
1: seemed ridiculous
0: yeah when tony <laughs> he was on our podcast and he said that i said okay cool, yeah sure. i remember when he
1: said that you're right yeah
0: Mm-hmm. So that's I was like. All right. So it's got to be something lower than that. So I don't know. I, I don't, again, this is another podcast, another episode. Sometime oh, he, we'll
1: about. oh, AJ, do you follow uh, Tony Jones? Tony. No. He's no, I
0: don't.
1: He's, he, 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 he's worth it just for the quote tweets. It's
2: freaking yeah, awesome. I'm going to have to do that. I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to he's, do that, man. Also, he's an also.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's the Jazz Athletic beat writer. He's okay. pretty good. I'm
2: going to have to pretty... check him out. All
1: right. So, um, uh, oh, he had one time he had the Oklahoma City. Uh, Parliament or something tweet at him like something because he said he made some kind of joke about not not wanting to be stuck in quarantine in OKC. <laughs> <laughs> it was,
2: it's, it's awful.
1: Jared, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, uh, I can't Jared, remember I, if
0: it was that or if it was from before then. It was funny. Jared, <laughs> I am uh, we've, um, uh, uh, We have already discussed how where we think the the Jazz really can go anywhere this season. We have no idea. If they lost the yeah. first round, wouldn't we be surprised because. Well, especially since
1: Bojan is out for the season, yeah. It's
0: just a, yeah, such a weird year for the Jazz. So AJ for the Lakers. For I mean, yeah, but the Jazz. I mean, yeah. injuries, COVID, the the drama. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So uh,
1: my, my, everybody being disappointed in Mike Conley.
0: I remember. I remember last year, yeah. Emma, Jared was uh, dunking on um, uh, the Lakers GM. <laughs> um, oh, but- the former Lakers GM. Yeah, right uh, <laughs> But now uh, the Lakers are a good So as a Lakers fan Are you scared of the Bucks, the Clippers Or I don't know the Sixers I don't know who else you'd be scared of
2: uh, Those are uh, the
1: only two teams if I were them That I'd be scared of
2: the honestly, honestly I <laughs> I'm going a, I'm to a keep it 100 with you I am more scared As a Lakers fan I'm more scared of the Pelicans Than I am of
0: Oh, uh, uh, Zion
2: hype. Come on. Wait. No, and it's not it's not even it's not the Zion hype because I mean don't get me wrong, I think that Zion uh, can be a good player. Wait, wait, wait um, what do you mean? Like scared of them? Like how? Like this uh, year? Because can we, can we knocked
0: out of the playoffs.
2: Yeah, because because the thing is is the media and oh. the media has literally there have been ESPN insiders who have literally come out and said um the league wants Zion versus LeBron first round and they would like it like people around the league have been rumored to say they would like to see Zion knock out LeBron first round or whatever. Seriously? Like, man, I've I've for the future of the league. Meant, yeah, for the few like because Zion, this is like the metaphorical passing of the torch and all this other Uh, crap. So, you know, for me, you know, deep deep down, I feel like the NBA can be rigged at times.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, you watched watched that 2002 uh, Kings Lakers series.
2: No comment. <laughs> I don't I don't listen man. Listen man. Robert Robert Ori hit a clutch three. That's all I'm gonna say. Robert <laughs> Ori hit it. You, hey, you man, know who Robert Ori is. That man's Ory the real goat. That guy's got so much jewelry. Yeah, man. That guy got seven rings, three teams. Like I mean, Robert Ori, that that man is who who you know I If we being honest, Robert Ori really helped out. But uh no nah, man, I, I think that uh, I'm not necessarily scared of the Clippers. The reason I'm not necessarily scared of the Clippers is because Paul George notoriously disappears in the postseason.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true.
2: He um, can average 36 and, and a game is for 20 straight. Head. Yeah, and LeBron is still in his head. And honestly, here, here's the thing. I Joe think... Ingles
1: can get in Paul George's head, LeBron can definitely oh, get back Oh, my gosh, in yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> and Joe Ingles had his way with Paul George two years in a row. Um, or, you know, but my, my, my thing, too, is and I do and I do mean this with everything that's in me. I still think and I do think that Paul George will be haunted by that Dame that Dame Lillard shot. Uh, it's coming like you know. I, I think that that'll haunt him uh, for a while in the playoffs because his playoff his playoff chase or ring his you know his playoff uh, position with OKC got ended off a step-back three because he wasn't playing good enough defense. I think that'll haunt him. it's um, a bad you know what shot, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. That's, that's what for, you come for, back for, with. For anybody but Steph and Dame, it's a bad shot. But. Yeah, for anybody but Steph and Dame, that's a bad shot. But, I mean, like, Dame had, Dame was, he, he routinely hits. I mean, that's. Logo, Logo Dame. Like, people started calling a, him Logo Dame. <laughs>
0: That's just a quote from from a playoff P. There, all right. So you know exactly just- <laughs> the man
2: who notoriously disappears and and I mean and he I mean the honestly with you. Piss. exactly <laughs> <laughs> you know he disappears man and and I think Kawhi do his thing but honestly in the words in the illustrious words of a of a, a somewhat hated man in Utah uh in the illustrious words of Russell Westbrook man Pat Bev tricked y'all man uh, Pat Beverly. <laughs> Pat Bev tricked y'all, man. He is not. I tell people this a lot, and I stand by this. Pat Patrick Beverly is not a good defensive player. He he is really great at bumping you, but he is I think not that's this. A good
1: point. He's very
2: physical, but I don't. He's know physical, if he's but really he is not this all-world lockdown defender. He's uh, no, physical. He's, be, he's physical because he. He's no man. Yeah. He's physical because yeah. he'll get burned. Um Chris and, Paul's a better and, defender than he is, but he has um,
1: such a hundred percent great reputation.
0: Reputation. Yeah, so you know, I mean, with the well. NBA, um, uh, possibly coming back, we'll see. We'll see about what happens. Um, but I also I hope I really hope people don't forget about. I mean, it's so weird to feel like you're living history, to feel like, all right, cool, this is going to be something that's talked about. You know, if I ever had children, something. About I feel my sorry
2: for those kids.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> You, you should feel sorry for those kids, <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, yes, um, uh, if like something that's, that's gonna be in history books, like we're in a very important time in our lives, and you can feel it, you can feel that energy. And hopefully, this country um, uh, um, uh does stuff. Hopefully, I don't know, I, I hope things get better, not just uh, versus what, what, what people are protesting about, but also because of this virus that we've yeah. seemingly forgot about. Um, uh, and um, I hope that NBA comes back and is, is not a distraction as people are scared of. I don't want it to be a distraction. I want stories that AJ told to be heard by everybody so we can we can put ourselves in their shoes and be like, okay, cool. This is what is going on. This is why we're out protesting. This is why there needs to be change. And I, I really, I love the NBA. It's my favorite sport. And I, I had a great time talking to AJ and Jared about not just the basketball but more importantly about life. And yeah, I, uh, I I hope this podcast really, you know, gave that message there. Uh, AJ, they can follow you on Twitter uh, right. at the fit pastor underscore.
2: Yep, right, that is me
0: at the fit pastor with an underscore at the end. So apparently someone took your name already.
2: Yeah, man. Somebody already took that name, and, and uh, it's the same name on Instagram because I'm assuming the same person took the name there.
0: Hey, well, you know, uh, hey, you got a brand. You got a brand, right?
2: That's it, man. You got to.
0: <laughs> uh, he, he he lives in Chicago, but he writes for the Suave
2: Report. Suave Report, yeah, man. Uh, big shout out to the team over there. Uh, yeah, so I write for the SuaveReport.com, um, and we cover culture. Sports, man, we cover, we got, we got heads and a little bit of everything, man. So, uh, mm. you know, that's a big, uh, definitely a growing brand. I'm very honored and, and proud. Uh, the founder of the swap reporters is, is a good friend of mine, man, Adam Francisco, big shout out to Adam too. Uh, so yeah, man, definitely follow, follow, uh, follow the squad.
0: Yeah, so I'm, uh, yeah, go follow go go follow AJ there. I'm gonna uh, talk to him. Uh, I, this is my first time talking to AJ, and uh, I'm really humbled and it's great. And he's doing great things. And
2: thank you,
0: uh, God. Thank like his your your job just sounds so rewarding, and I wish I could do something like that. And maybe someday I will. So, um, uh, Jared, thank I'm you so for so. Uh, helping put this together. Um, uh, Jared, I'm a recommended AJ to come on and talk. This was gonna be a heavy ish, uh, heavy episode, and I knew I wanted to make sure we did the justice. Uh, Jared, you. um, uh, what's going on with you, man?
1: oh you know i'm just kind of changing things up work-wise and whatnot Uh, just a couple different transitions trying to work on uh you know main job and then a side hustle job Uh, probably gonna be pretty busy for a while (laughs) all
0: right uh i just want to say shout out to Keegs who has a girlfriend uh, and Keeg, <laughs> if you need me to teach you the ways of the Calmist Sutra, I that offers always. Open. Oh my goodness!
1: <laughs>
0: I want to know oh. if he listens to. The, I, I don't know if he listens to every episode, so I want oh, he, to. No, he's no, he's
1: he's pretty faithful listener. Actually. Okay, cool.
0: So I, I want him to hear this and just like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh my Keeg, God! Keeg, why
1: did you let that girl take over your social media? Um,
0: basically, Jared. Follow <laughs> <Paul> Jared <laughs> at <laughs> forty nine. I'm at hutran h u u. T R A and Superman. So the funny thing is, my my brother started reading the reviews. My brother, who doesn't listen to podcasts, was reading my reviews on Apple. He podcasts. Does or doesn't. Like, he doesn't. Uh, nobody wow. listens to my podcast that knows me, and um, for except goodies. for me, I listen to it. <laughs> yeah. and um, uh, he goes, he goes, why does everybody spell your name wrong? I go, I don't know. I actually do spell it in every episode. So. Yeah,
1: you say H-U-U yeah. like every single time. To be fair, I had
0: a, I had a co-host for six months call me Hugh, so it happened. Well, oh I mean, I called him.
1: I was calling. I was his name is like, like, <laughs> he, you know, it's easier to say Hugh because it's you know, it's an Anglicism type thing. And I didn't realize that I was saying it that
0: way. I was like, Oh crap. <laughs> uh, and I'm um, uh, follow me on Twitter at jazz high notes. Um, uh, and at, on Instagram, Jared runs that at jazz high notes and we're on Facebook too, at jazz high notes pod or something. I don't know. So, um, uh, follow that group. No, follow. no, no.
1: It's it's just yeah. It's just jazz high notes jazz
0: on high Facebook. Facebook. You can yeah. see branding, but that's easy Yeah, yeah keep it the Wait, same every time. there It is. <laughs> keep it, keep it as they say, as AJ would say. Um, uh, and um, uh, you know, thanks for following us guys. Um, uh, we'll be back with some more episodes. We'll see you guys next time, and I yield my time.